What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Metal Cuff! Hey, hey! All right, football Sunday. Uh, Ow! Raiders game didn't want to end, even though it was over at halftime. Ow, ow! God. Niners game. Ah, Okay. Oh, God. Oh, oh. And the Raiders, though, can still get a win, though, on the week, guy. Right now, the Broncos, as we just hit press record, 14 to 13, 17 seconds left. They're about at the 40, their own 40. So they, you know, Panero, the kicker situation, they do have a timeout so they can work the middle of the field. The Raiders, you know. At they, elevation, they, right? This game's in Denver. Oh, yeah. The ball flies a little bit farther. You know, it's like a. If it's 190 yards, maybe hit the 8-iron in Lake Tahoe. So, <laughs> would Panero be a legend if he hit like a 60-yarder in Denver to just get him this win? It would be a good yeah, start Yeah, he would season. be. We were just talking about this before we started because it, we, we both liked that Denver went after the f- offsides or f- whatever it was against the uh, Bears on the point after. Did you say they missed the point after or they made it? Yeah, they missed the point after. They, that, so, <laughs> so, they missed the point after, but Leonard Floyd had flinched and he was off. He was over the line of scrimmage. Don't you feel like, by the way, we're getting a lot of college and NFL D Ford penalties these days? Like a lot of lined up in the neutral zone penalties? I don't remember seeing that many of those. Well, I think more than ever. Like when I, when what's crazy, guy, is probably in the last like four or five years, we have a lot more like skinny speed rushers that just all speed. Like, Khalil Mack and guys like that don't need to jump it as much because they can overpower. But, like, a Leonard Floyd that's just was thinking about blocking the kick, just pure speed, they try to they try to time it. And I, I think you see a lot of these kind of smaller rushers, like Fresno State size, like Tyler Klutz, like 235-pound you know, pound pass rushers that are just trying to fucking shoot like a rocket. It, it happens all the time in college, for yeah. sure. Because there's the just, other thing I mean, besides, like, Alabama that has normal size guys. <laughs> the other thing we were talking about was the uh, the go for the win on the road thing, which I, I've heard my entire life. You've heard everybody listening has heard that their entire life. Like, yeah. So you play to tie at home, home. You, or you play to extend the game at home. 
Right, because I guess you're just at home and your odds are better because you're at home. You're the home or, team. Or, or maybe your just fans deserve a little more bang for their buck. Just keep yeah, the game going. I've ne- <laughs> I have never understood the the like. I I think I I think I get the basic. You just at home, so home teams win more, so that's okay. But hostile about- environment. You go for the win on the road. Take their soul. Yeah. I, I've never quite understood that. Well, it's like I think you get in that, especially sometimes you are not depending on the game. I guess. Are not in that area that often, so if you you know you have one or two yards to basically end the game, right? Trubisky hit the ground, timeout. They got they're gonna have a chance at a field goal, I think. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I don't. But it's definitely something people believe in, right? Like people philosophically think that that's what you do. Like you, you go for it on the road, but at home, keep those fans in their seats. <laughs> like what what is the point of that? But it's it's definitely. Uh, put into execution right I mean, people do it I, no- I, I don't know anymore like now i feel like guys are just going with the chart well i think i the what the chart tells you guy the chart i think is independent of home or away i think the That's chart right the right. chart always tells you to they want to go the chart goes like do you like fangio like to me fangio when he goes for two tonight or today what really is the difference like the play they ran was like a five yard out could you have run that exact play at the two-yard line and yes, not the one-yard line? Of course. <laughs> so of course. It, it's not like he was at like the inch line to score the two-point play. Uh, he was three feet in. Maybe you could argue at the two-and-a-half, it's just the defense is maybe a little less concerned with you running the football than they are at the one or a sneak or something. I don't know. I got another one for you. I've always thought this was unfair. If you're at midfield and you get a 10, a 5, a 15-yard penalty, you get the whole thing. But if you if I'm at the 7-yard line and I get a 10-yard penalty, I divide it by 2, right? I only yeah. go half the distance at the 7. I only go up 3.5 yards. Eddie Pinheiro. For the win, guy. Eddie Pinheiro walk-off, 53-yarder. The Raiders do not get a win. Bears win. Fangio wow. loses. What a wild finish. I think <laughs> Eddie the, the, fucking the Broncos. Pinheiro. The Broncos had a roughing the passer look like there on the last drive too. Uh, I, 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 might, I might have missed I'm, that. That might have happened. Could, I wasn't quite looking. That's a nice little bounce back for the Bears kicker position room. I guess there's only one guy in the room: him, the punter, and the snapper. Who knows what they're really doing all week? But he came through. Bears fans, do, you know what? Bears, I, I, like you and I, I think root for Vic. Obviously for Nagy, your boys with Nagy. Uh, but I just, I'm happy for Bears. But like I, the last thing I like is just. Whole fan base is picking on kickers. Doesn't seem right to me. So I'm glad that relationship is working itself out. Well, here's who's going to get picked on, guy. The fucking quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he's going to well, yeah, but that's okay with they... me. Quarterbacks get that's part. No, of No, I, I agree, but I don't think I'm good with it. I think people are are going to want now the Pinero's. Just he's going to be like we like this Pinero guy. All week, if Haberman Middlecoff were based out of Illinois or the Sports Talk Radio, it's Trubisky's the talk, right? Is this guy going to fuck us? Because we got a good team. He's just not any good. Yeah. And he's not yeah. really right no, now. I'm, no, I'm, I've been on team. I don't think he's your future for I, I did kind of believe, but when you go, guy okay, threw for 120 yards. Like, everyone's ripping Flacco. on. Like, whenever you turn on social media, people are like, oh, Flacco. They treat him like Eli. Flacco was 35 of 50 for 300 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Flacco, even shitty Flacco is in a different world as, as Trubisky. I mean, they, they don't have much in common. As, yes, as players, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about it. I agree with that. Um, 
This podcast. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com. E-A-Z-E.com. EaseWellness.com. Thanks for the uh, unwavering support of the pod. And thank you for your unwavering support of Ease. We love our partners. Uh, Ease.com. <laughs> uh, I, I, only I get that joke. <laughs> Ease.com. Promo code HAM. Delivery right to your house. Pre-rolls, vapes, you name it. They got it. Also, our friends at EaseWellness.com. They're into this thing called CBD. Drop shipment to your house. Three to five business days. They have they have uh, all sorts of rubs. They have bath bombs. They even have things for dogs. You name it, they got it. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and Ease.com, promo code HAM, guy. I mean, what more do you want? I, nothing. Uh, That's all I want. I was in Colorado this weekend. It's just uh, <laughs> somebody tweeted at me, where, where is the Ease promo code better, in California or in Colorado? And I said, it's great everywhere. Did you get any whiffs of uh, marriage yes, in Colorado? Yes, I did. Seriously? Because I, I, I was standing around, and somebody said, what does that smell? I said, that's Boulder. What do you mean? What does that smell? Huh? As a Californian, I can tell you what that's like. At the game or just walking around? No, like the day before. On campus. Gotcha. You get a meal on campus? I did not get a meal on campus. Usually probably hit or miss meals on campuses. Do you go? Have you, you, would you been there? I've been there, yeah. Did you, did you have a spot? Uh, no, but I, the place was badass. I just remember yeah. the place was awesome. It was like Probably this, you were there before they built the new football building, right? Yeah, I was, was the, I, the football building I was at was connected to the end zone. It, like, looked out over the field. Yeah. And the practice yeah. field's right across. I mean, it's just cool. <laughs> just, yeah. It's it just is. awesome. You know, there's no other it way to put awesome. it. It's just really cool. <laughs> uh, podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code... Ham in the numeral one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right, we've been hot, guy. Just all well, you. Over. I mean, this was the pick of your the the the, the pick the lock of a lifetime. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, that that one was stealing money. The other one that kind of came to me a couple days ago was BYU. When you started looking at USC schedule, you're like a little bit of a trap game. BYU's pretty solid, and USC's yeah. actually playing pretty well. And it's uh, a road game. Yeah, it's just it's just a tough deal. Today, the only game I really, really liked were Bills at Giants, and it's more just because the Giants suck. I actually kind of like the Miami Dolphins, which I'm sure we'll get into a little later, but you can bet on everything. I guess if you're listening to this, I was like, you can get in on the Sunday night game, but that the Sunday night game is right over. Monday, we got Monday night football. We got Jets at Browns at Jets, I think. Jets at Browns? I don't even know where the fucking game is. Uh, I believe it's in New York. Um... But I guess Jay Glazer said today that Sam Darnold feels better and might be back sooner than people anticipate. Like, he's not probably going to be out a couple months. I know Mortensen kind of said that really early in the morning, but Glazer claimed that wasn't true. Uh, but obviously we got NFL games. The Thursday night game, I think, is an NFC South game this week. It's like Colts, Titans, or I guess that was the day. It's like Titans, someone. I'll tell you uh, here. So we can get the you can gamble on that. Again, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Gamble, gamble, and gamble a little more. Uh, the Monday night game is in New York. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon game. And then Thursday night football is Tennessee at Jacksonville because I haven't seen enough of the Jags. Actually, I'm kind of excited for that game. Minshew? Now that Minshew, now that Minshew almost led the comeback. Say that, say that game again. Who, who? Uh, Titans at Jags Thursday night. That's a sneaky, pretty big game because the Jaguars would be 0 3. It'd be basically done. They'd still be uh, kind of alive. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in on that game. One other look ahead for you. Next Sunday night is Rams at Browns. 
God, I, I'm already early read. I think they're going to kick their ass. I'm already browned out. Are you browned out? I'm browned out. At first, I'm, I was browned Antonio out browned out. Now I'm Cleveland browned out. Um, I don't know if you watch Antonio today. He's still pretty good. Yeah, uh, uh, and then and then Bears at Redskins is the Monday night game. God, we're going through a rough stretch here. I'm sure ratings will keep rising, but goddamn. <laughs> what, what my else, bookie. What, what else are you going to watch, guy? Or gamble on mybookie.ag promo code. .ag promo code ham one. Uh, all right, we'll get some NFL headlines. The 49ers, you know, the last pod we did, obviously we talked a lot about Nick Bosa. He hadn't practiced. We put that, that pod out on Friday morning, and then he actually practiced on Friday for the first time in the week, and he actually played today. Um, I thought this was an interesting nugget. First time the 49ers have opened the season with back-to-back 30-point games since uh, 98, I think. Mooch? I, I don't know what you thought. Uh, we can just talk about all – we'll talk about Staley separately. I actually thought I, – I thought Jimmy was okay. I thought he was fine, good maybe, but it was a good. It was more of a team win in my estimation than Garoppolo – I mean, I think probably everybody who watched it, I'm guessing, felt that way. Then Jimmy doing anything that made us feel like everything's cool. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. Is I didn't watch well, this game and go, oh, everything's cool. Well, this is what the PFF guys talk about. And I think you see it with Tua. I saw it with Tua a bunch yesterday. He has like 300 yards passing. Well, like three of the passes are either slants or a throwback where the guy just walks in the end zone 70 yards. So, like, Marquis Goodwin's touchdown. Like, that's Kyle's touchdown. He's wide fucking open. I saw Jeff Schwartz was like, that the staple of Kyle's offense is that the throwback to the tight end, it gets even like that's a sweet wrinkle when you add the wide receiver to it. And then they hit another touchdown to Mozart, who I had on my DraftKings one of my DraftKings teams. Nice. And he just had a sweet screen pass. So it's like Jimmy to me the glaring thing that Jimmy did is like I, I saw a great tweet. It was like Jimmy just threw it into an entire draft class. Like that 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 throw in you know, five different guys is pretty wild. Now, the thing is, when you play like Jimmy does and just kind of manage the game and just play solid, he got lucky that that, or I guess that ball was picked. But they ran the shit out of the ball, guy. I mean, they ran for 260 yards. That reminds me of, like, Kaepernick's Nevada team against Fresno State. Like, when, <laughs> when do you ever see, to me, you rush for 150 yards as a team in the NFL, you're dominating on the ground, right? You're controlling the line of scrimmage. You rush for over 200 yards in the NFL as a, as a unit. That's fucking impressive. 260? That's crazy. I mean, that's just, that's, I'm stealing your will. I mean, that's, uh, I'm watching this, and they, they run different plays than Harbaugh, but that's a Harbaugh wet dream game where you just run it down their throat, and you just basically make them say uncle. But they can't say uncle because the clock's still going. So you just got to keep playing. You can tell, like, oh, this sucks. And yeah. you just ran it down their throat. Yeah, it, it was... It was great. I just, like I said, I, I think they're 2-0. and They're in good shape. I think if you had said they'd be 2-0 and and you weren't feeling great about Jimmy, you'd go, okay, that's pretty good on one hand. But on the other hand, you'd say, I'd rather just feel great about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I felt, you, I felt I, better than you about Jimmy. I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. No, no, no. Look, I thought he was fine. But here's, let me tell you exactly how I watched this game. This is how I went into the game. I went into the game, and my thought was going to be on every throw he made, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, do I think Nick Mullins could have made that same throw or that same play or that same decision or whatever? And I just, you know, again, watching the game, I'm like, okay, is he how much better than replacement level Nick Mullins was Jimmy Garoppolo today? And I, you're right. He was fine. They did more than enough to win the game. But, John, I thought the sequence where he false starts because clearly he doesn't know the snap count because nobody else moves. 
And then I can see him say, like, I'm good, I'm good. And I'm just, I swear to God, I start thinking, like, what's he going to do right now? And he just fucking airmails a ball that is an, it, the, one of the easiest interceptions we'll see all, all day. Well, guy, not everyone can stay locked in for 75 straight play. So it no, was a bad I time can't. to brain fart. It was a bad time to brain fart. But, it, but it, right. it was, you, you compound a mistake with a mistake. That's, that's rookie stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, that's so, the type anyway, shit that, that like Kyle's con- might be thinking about. That's my about point. So I see that. Kyle's fuming. And, and then you're like, all right, how many of these throws could Nick Mullins make? And again, go back to the last pot. I'm not suggesting Nick Mullins should be the starter. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, we've been talking about this for a while now with Kyle, and that's how I watch the game today. Well, I talk shit about Kyle's offensive coordinator slash wide receiver coach, just one of his little minion guys, Mike McDaniels, who had this quote in an MMQB article that quarterbacks don't make this offense, our offense does. I'm like, the arrogance! That's bullshit! And then I watch when when the offense gets humming, Right. You're like, fuck, this guy kind of got a point. <laughs> you're like kind of watching Washington State, right? I mean, not the same style of offense, but just like you just see the coaching. Maybe yeah, more you're so. just like, God, these guys are wide. Now, the counter is I watch Gardner Minshew, who's clearly a pretty good player, take that to another level, right? Or you watch certain right. play, Like I watch Crabtree elevate the scheme. I watch you Washington see, State's quarterback, by the way, already has over 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns. and like, I, like you see that guy. Like I, I, I'm a fan. What's that guy's name? Anthony Gordon. Like, I like him. But you can tell it's it's probably, it's definitely a step down from Gardner. Yes, he's. I agree. He's not. Y- you know, so it's just, it is, but it still works, and they still get big wins, and you're like, okay, but there is, and that to me is the counter, and that's why Kyle would say, well, the number one thing I can't have are these fucking dumb turnovers, because we are going to scheme plays all goddamn day. I thought the first half, Kyle's like hitting him with a left, then he hits him with a right, then he hits him with a screen, then he hits him with like a fake boot, and you're like, God damn, where's he going? And the Bengals don't know what's going on. It was crazy. I thought it was one of the great... I bet you can see where when it works to perfection, like an Atlanta guy, it worked all fucking year. Can you imagine what it was like to be an Atlanta Falcon fan that year by like October? You're like, this is, this is heaven. This is porn. It's kind of like, I was thinking that today watching the Raiders game. If you're like a diehard Chiefs fan, because it's a little bit like the run the Warriors just went on, if you don't, just like, your excitement level every game should be on a 100, because it doesn't get any better than that, right? It just doesn't. Now, no. think about Because it's Kyle, not just winning, it's like winning with your pants down. It's yeah, just, and it just pants down both middle fingers up with a big-ass <laughs> smile. Like, fuck everybody. <laughs> no one's touching us. And you and think about it like the Kyle's Atlanta run. Matt Ryan is better than Jimmy. Now, maybe one day Jimmy get better than him, but Matt Ryan's better than Jimmy. Julio is just dramatically better than everything the Niners have combined. And then they had a bunch of other solid guys, right? DeMonte Freeman was – like, they were just stacked. And, like, what Kyle's – Kyle's doing this – now, again, it was against the Bengals, but you can see just the rhythm of a shit works against anybody. And if he does have a couple guys step up, the other thing that's pretty telling is sometimes I think Kyle can be kind of honest probably in these production meetings because you're like, uh, what was his name? Marty, who's the guy calling it? Brenneman? What's his Tom first name? Tom Brenneman. Marty Tom son. Brenneman. When Tom will be like, uh, God, uh, God, Chris, you know, it's we get that vibe. He's... Dante Pettis is really in the doghouse. So Kyle told you he hates him. And then he's like, you know, he, he came to camp really out of shape. Well, I haven't heard that. That's a, that's a new one. 
So right. did Kyle drop that line too? Like Kyle's just fucking airing it out on different guys. Like this motherfucker won't do this. Or, yeah, or was that when Tim Ryan telling Spielman? Because I was thinking it, and you texted me. You're like, is there any doubt that Spielman and Tim Ryan are best friends that love each other? There's well, there's just no doubt. They're the same person, right? <laughs> I mean, they are. They are just in old a good way. Like I thought, guys, Spiel- yeah. I really enjoyed Spielman today. To me, those are the football Sunday. guys. Like that, it, when you think football guy, like everything. Pardon my take is kind of hung their hat on talking about the football guy. Right. Chris Spielman is football guy. I mean, guy, they had a football life on him. <laughs> His brother's a general manager. They just like the way you think about food, or you know, the normal person just thinks about like sleep. Like they think about football. Like <laughs> even like Mayock and Gruden and Andy, like. There's just football. Like you're like, ah, I kinda just want to go to bed. Like when they're when you that thought of like, yeah, I'm just ready for sleep, their thought is, I'm just ready for more football. Like it's just it's just football. It never ends. And I think Kyle's like that with his offense. <laughs> That's where we're back to what you said about Jimmy. Like, you start fucking up his plays, throwing how how does Jimmy explain that ball? Beside maybe I'm trying to throw it away, but Kyle would be like, Why would you just throw it out of bounds or something? Right? Or skip it. I, there's just how why do you, are you how forcing do you, explain, you, how do you, you made a mistake yourself? and then you forced it to make up for your mistake and then you made another mistake. Yeah. But whatever, it didn't matter because, like you said, it, he was fine. He was fine. I don't want to be too critical. I mean, they're two and zero, two road wins. You'd say how good are the Bucks? How good are the Bengals? But they're two and zero, both wins on the road. Yeah, to me, you're and two and zero, really two road wins. That's you start thinking about it right away. It's hard to not go five hundred at home, right? You're just going to win a couple games at home naturally. Like shitty teams win a couple games at home, let alone just clearly a functional team like the Niners. So if they go four, or let's say they go five and three at home, you're already talking about potentially like already right in that eight win kind of. That's the thing about winning a couple road games early. You just like what's the bare minimum right now for them? Probably like seven. Right, it just you just look at the way it kind of sets up. It's just just in terms of you have a bunch of home games left. It just yeah, that's I mean, why it's set, big to win road games. Yeah, because if you let's say you went three and five and five and three, what's that eight and eight? They've already uh, what I'm saying is like if they went three and five in the road, that would mean they'd only win one more of their six remaining road games. Right, which is probably unlikely. Right, you'd think that they would at least maybe win two. Yeah. Again, I'm just look. If you're just looking at all games, kind of independently equal, which they're not, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're. I I think the, I think it's. I came out of the game kind of negative just because of what I said about Jimmy. But really, if you take a step back, you go. He hasn't played his best football. I do think there's. I I, I do think he can be better. And they're two and zero. You know, in many ways, that's a positive. Um, and to me, like even more than the the Bucks game, actually looked a little bit better after they played Carolina. You're like, you know, Tampa, they got a good coaching staff. They're going to be feisty. They'll probably win six or seven games, but they'll they'll upset a couple of people. But I think this game, yeah, I, a clear, uh, since he came back to earth, but they kicked the shit out of him, guy. I mean, they if this was an NBA score, what would it have been like one twenty to ninety two? Like it, it was yeah. a beatdown. So I, I think anytime you just get a beatdown. I don't know if you hold your head high, but you know, even if you think you didn't play that well, but it's hard to not be happy. You just kick the shit out of an NFL team, even if that team is bad, right? To me, the only way you come out is it's a positive. Now, there's individual things in there that are like, because the one thing, big picture with Jimmy, I think the scariest thing would be is you are going to be in a couple tight games if you're going to be a good team, right? Against the Rams, against Seattle against the fucking Browns on Monday night, whatever. And if that's a tie game, because remember the 
Coughlin stat that 90 or 85 percent of NFL games are within six points in the fourth quarter with under 10 minutes left. It's just that's why point spreads are what they are, right? This is not college football. A lot of them, they're yeah. all close. Like the Niners game today is an outlier. Hell, the Raiders game is an outlier. There were actually <laughs> Lucky there were, us. I think I think a lot of outliers just in general today. But is he going to throw that pick? And I think you kind of saw Derek do it today. Like those are just backbreakers. You know, when you're getting momentum or when you're down. That's the other thing. Like when you can be quote unquote front running, and I don't mean that in a way like being a shitty person, just being good when you know happy when things are good. I, I just mean as a team. Well, could they afford, and this is what Kyle would say, we cannot afford when we're down six points against the Browns heading into the fourth quarter and we have the ball at the 50-yard line and Jimmy throws a pick. Like, that that ruins that ruins the game. And that's where I think as these games get bigger and with every win they're going to get more important. And, you know, you're just going to play, the, especially these divisional games against L.A. and Seattle, I would imagine of three of the four of them, are going to be semi-tight, at least in the second half, and can you trust Jimmy to not make a devastating mistake? And that's where I think I'm at, where I can't say, I know he can't avoid it. Because I actually kind of feel like it's coming. I, do you? Like, when's he going to do something kind of crazy? Yeah, I just... Uh, and I wasn't really thinking it today, and then well, he did it, and I was kicking myself. I'm like, of course he was going to do something nuts. Well, you, yeah, you tweeted, Jimmy's got a little Jameis in him. And it's just, it's just that. It's just a little unpredictable, which... You know, I don't because like you wouldn't get, you say like the high end that like it like Favre wasn't Favre had some James in him, <laughs> right? But Favre also had Brett Favre in him. Yeah. Well, that's like it, what, what's the downfall of Mahomes? Sometimes he does dumb shit. Like who cares? Like it's like oh, you know Steph's turnovers. Like I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. If you watch Steph Curry, I mean he scores like forty with his eyes closed. You know, like I, I can live with Steph Curry's turnover. Yeah, you're fine yeah. with it as long as the all, the other side of that is sometimes you take those risks and they get you incredible. Yeah, that, that's a way great way to describe it. Yeah, Brett Favre had the Brett Favre shake your head moments, but he also had way more of he's freaking Brett Favre. You know, I don't know if we're going. Yeah, he's freaking Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah, <laughs> so kind of thinking it, but you're like, ah. now the now the here's the other thing they got. We'll talk about the Steelers and Ben, but. Um, I think this is a big a big week just to see Nick Bosa didn't practice practice Friday plays. Do, are we doing this again this week, or is he just practice this week and he's going to practice? Like that's my question. Can I argue with myself because I was adamant, like yeah. stupid, not practicing him. Like, what are you guys doing? And then clearly he can play in the games. I I might be wrong on this in the sense that. I'm the one that always argues who gives a shit about practice. It's about the games. That's all this thing's about. Like he plays pass. He's a pass rusher. He's not running intricate schemes as like a, the free safety calling the defense. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Hell, he's not even the center where he's got to call protections. He's a pass rusher. When the ball snapped, he chases the quarterback. And on first and ten, if they think runs coming, he plays a run. Like it's do we? Does this even matter if he's playing like this? Because you feel his presence. Like, to me, maybe, I, why do I even care if he practices or not? Maybe, I, and I'm the one that always argues, I don't give a shit about practice. I'm done making a big deal. Now, the only thing is, if he does get injured on the ankle in a game, you are clearly kind of playing with fire. But to me, he just looks pretty normal. Like, he's flying around. You, you just, yeah, I thought he looked good again. Yeah, so, why, why am I even talking about, like, he's not, you gotta take a stand, Kyle! Like, yeah, I don't care. Don't make him practice. I was the one that said the D Ford shouldn't have practiced. Right. <laughs> They're flying around. How about... Quan Alexander. Are good. Well, yeah, he's good, but Blair was dominating today. Yeah, he was. I mean, Fred Warner 
in Quan Alexander, where everything I think we were hoping that like Ruben Foster would be, just those two guys, they're just kicking uh, well, ass. I think if you had been on, if you'd been in a coma since Ruben Foster like made his debut and looked sweet, and then woke up today, I'm like, oh, Ruben looks great. He's yeah. 56, running around, oh, making plays. God, he's become a complete player, bro. He can play the pass. He's all over the place in the run. He's, I see he's still feisty. You know, oh, who's this guy they got from BYU? He's a pretty good little partner uh, for him. Yeah, yeah. You, there is that element with. You're right about Quan though. He's a little feisty. Just I worry about him. Well, I think is it fair to say that every coach but you need it. you talk to when they when the defensive coaches come into the meeting, they like their guys a little fucking nutty. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want them getting kicked <laughs> out of games. Yeah, sometimes you're like, bro, you can't swing back. I, it does feel like it's a little arbitrary arbitrary on the swing. Like if it's a full on punch, the guy's automatically gone. But there's a lot of like the extracurricular you know, hands like in the face. Yeah, it's yeah, like you, know, punch, you could toss them, but that's not really the ref's job. Tough little spot. What's it called? You trying to? Is it mush or something? Where you like just try to go hand in the, in the guy's nose? Like oh, you mushed him? Isn't yeah. that a thing? Yeah, it probably is. I, I, I Quan's good for one or two mushes a game for sure, isn't he? He's also good for just their business. Like they need some of that. Yeah, he's. I just feel like for the first time in a long time, the 49ers defense has just a little edge to him. Well, I'll tell you the guy that's taken the biggest jump by a mile so far, and he's probably been the biggest underachiever because you realize. And this happens a lot in scouting. Is you get this guy that's six one and a half, he can fucking fly, and you're like, God, this guy's gonna be a sweet corner. And then you get a Keller Weatherspoon, and then you just watch him. Sometimes you're like, This guy, you want? What are we even doing? And then you see like the last couple of games, he's just breaking up balls. Even the like the pick six that he kicked, which I don't blame him on the kick. He's I don't so blame mad. him at all. And because I at first thought like, oh, that's a 15 yard penalty, and it's just a delay game, five yards, not that big. I give the refs credit. Yeah, everyone thought it was a 15 yard penalty, and I'm glad it's not a 15 yard penalty. But you can see his physical attributes are evident, right? Remember when he was coming out of Colorado, just the tall guy that could fly. Right. If he actually had the tape, I mean, you're talking about a top 20 player. But in fairness, there's a lot of guys in the NFL like that. You know, if he just played like he looks. He would have been a top 15 guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he doesn't play like he looks. As the old saying goes, he plays like Tarzan. Or he looks like, looks Tarzan, like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Yeah. And, and I, I think he's... Can you say that in 2019? Yeah, it's a good... I'd have to say that out loud and think about it. I think you can. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I think the counter would be, what if Jane was a player, right? Like, what if Jane was good? Yeah, Jane's just quick. Yeah. What, what if Tarzan's Jane, a dummy. Tarzan doesn't know the playbook. Yeah, what if they're just putting Jane in the wrong role? Too, Tarzan makes too many mental mistakes. But don't, do you agree? I mean, was the kind of the knock on him at Colorado? It was kind of an underachiever for his physical gifts. And for the first time, I feel like he's had two games in a row where you're seeing, like, he's starting to maximize it. Like, he's not a liability. Like, he looks awesome. You, I feel... My, I don't know anything other than what I, what he has said, Richard Sherman, but it feels like if Akello Witherspoon turns out to be good, I, I'm guessing Richard people inside would probably give Richard Sherman some credit. Maybe just helps him out with the mindset or whatever. I don't know, yeah. Richard looks pretty good. I mean, they just they just look good. When's the last time? And maybe it's just maybe Robert Sala would be like, I've been calling the same fucking plays. We just have better players now. You know, it's not – I don't know if I got smarter. Like Andy Reid would tell you, I've been calling these bombs since – 1999, you know, just sometimes I got T.O. and Deshaun, and other times I got Todd Pinkston, you know, or, you know, that one year when we didn't score a wide receiver touchdown. Sometimes I got Alex throwing it. I'm calling the same goddamn play I've been doing since you guys were in fucking junior high. (laughs) I was thinking today, would the Niners be better with healthy Alex Smith as their quarterback? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean the version like Andy had right before he traded him to Washington. Yeah, just like the guy that was the guy before he became the guy. With I the, think that with Kyle the... would like Alex a lot. Yes. Yeah. Would Jimmy be able to beat out Alex? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, maybe Jimmy in a year. May, I don't know. But right now, I'd feel like like don't don't you feel like Kyle would be fine with Andy Dalton as his quarterback? Not fine, but he would be able to function. Yeah. Andy's not terrible. Like he was getting no. You know the one thing it shows you today, like in the NFL, and just watching Andy specifically, and just a lot of guys, I do think we naturally say like quarterbacks are a little soft. Like they get pelted, you know, a lot of them. They get destroyed, yeah. and they just hop back up. It is – there's a reason they get more money and more girls. Like they do get blasted, I mean, a lot. And no one really talks about it unless you get injured. It's just like you're just supposed to pop back up. But it's like, God – did you guys see that this 330-pound guy just fell on me and everyone's just looking the other way, like running down the field? Like, yeah, I, you see exactly. this guy laying on me? Have you ever I, – I weigh 215 pounds and, and the defensive tackle smushed me with a defensive end. Hey, Gruden or Andy or any you guys want to feel this? And Mahomes is great. He's just always smiling. Cousins and Dalton, I mean, they always look madder, but they always get up. Like, they, they are tough, man. <laughs> they, they are. It is a – you got to be a tough SOB to play fucking quarterback. All right, now to the bad news because you got to be a tough SOB to play offensive line too. This the the Joe Staley leg break. Uh, this is the play that like every time you watch football, you wonder why it doesn't happen more. Just all the traffic going on around the did big you, guys. Did feet. you see the play? I didn't even see the replay. I think was it Mozart Mo, Mozart that fell on him. I can't, that's a hard name like, to say, isn't it? I'm gonna go with Mozart. I'm gonna go. With, <laughs> I just go with 31 and Raheem. I don't know why I struggle with his name, but I'm going it, It's not easy to say. And you know what? He deserves a little respect because he's a good player. Yeah, I'm not, it's not disrespect, John. No, it's, it's just, just a hard name to say. That's why I think 31 is how I'm going to go with. Even I no one said – all the running backs. No one says Breda's name. Breda's name has been said four different ways. Yeah. Wilson Jr., the seventh. I mean, no one even knows who that is. I just added the seventh. I don't even know if his name's – does he have a junior on it? I don't, and that's the great part about Kyle. Like, see, we don't fucking need any running backs. Uh, Orlando's Gary. Uh, Olandis, is it? Was that his name? Olandis Gary. Yeah, yeah. They had a run. Um, I remember. Kyle said after the game, moving McGlinchey is not an option here. Smart. And since he's and since you agree with that, do you think if I broke Guy Haberman's leg and you were at the fifty yard line of an NFL field, you could walk to the benches? No. (laughs) I I really did. Although, I will say, three year old broke my arm. Went home first. Yeah, you're not putting any pressure. You're not. I remember going over speed bumps, and I just, the, the pain was, that's what I remember. But, um, no. I remember, I remember breaking a toe and telling my doctor that, you know, Doc, I don't know how I can make it work like this. I'm like, if Plus, I was Staley's NFL, big. If I was an NFL player, could I play on Sunday? It was like Thursday. Like, he laughed at me. He said, of course. Staley <laughs> walked off the field with a broken leg. And, and you could tell, like, it was not stable. Maybe it's just the adrenaline of playing football, but that's. That's a pretty devastating injury, guy. Because yeah. it's one thing to lose your left tackle, which is, I mean, it's devastating for any team. There's no team that can truly handle it. I guess the, the Eagles did that one year. They won the Super Bowl without their quarterback and their left tackle. Uh, Big V and Nick Foles to the rescue. Yeah. But I think the big, the difference that with, like, the Eagles, for example, when Jason Peters tore his ACL, their backup offensive tackle was there. The, the 49ers lost their backup swing tackle, Sean Alexander, in training camp in the first preseason game so the guy that they have as their swing guy 
who is just is actually a four stringer. And I know everyone was tweeting that they got different guys. They've been working out. That are whenever I hear the word once the season starts are available. Yeah, like, Sam Young. That's what Burroughs tweeted. Is available. It's one thing like you know what Kenyon Drake's available per trade. Like he's on another team. You'd have to trade to get him. You know, so and so is available. You you can go sign him off a practice squad. But when you tell me that the guy's available because he's it's September twentieth, what fifteenth, because he's sitting at his house playing Madden, fucking eating in and out like me and Haberman. I I don't know if that's the ideal situation playing NFL games. Now it does happen every year. Like you have a list, every team does of just street free agents, and that's part of why you're working them out just in case because you're always playing contingency plans. What if? You know, McGlincher, Staley breaks their leg. They have that conversation. And they've already lost a guy. So you just, let's bring in the seven guys off the street who we have ranked based off their last year's film or whatever that aren't employed for whatever reason and then gauge from the workout who we'd sign if we were in a pinch. So If we could just make a call, have to make a call and, and sign a guy, not blind, but we don't have yeah, time. Yeah, so it's, so it's not a blind signing. And that's basically what he's saying. He is available. And that's a good thing, I guess. He's available. Like, what if the fucking... Jaguars had signed him or something, you know. But that's part of the problem. Like, why is no one else signing him? I don't know if you notice, guy. The offensive line play in the NFL it can be a little hit or miss at times. Like for quarterbacks, like oh, you know, that's where I get back to my quarterback toughness. I feel like you never had to be tougher, just because so many offensive linemen get to spots where they don't even touch these defensive linemen, and then they just and these defensive linemen have been waiting all week. They're never allowed to touch anything but a bag, and they're just teeing off. Guys are getting blasted. That's, I guess, part of the positive is you didn't really notice when Staley went out, but they weren't really throwing the ball by then, yeah. right? They were just running the ball. But uh, so what about it, it, what about? It's, it's a bad injury. What about trading a first for Trent Williams? Well, that's clearly was going around on Twitter. Here's the problem: Kyle said they're not putting Joe Staley on injury reserve. He's coming back, so he's just gonna he's just gonna be an inactive. They play this week, then they get a bye. And then hopefully you can get him back within like four or five games after that. So he's just going to be inactive every week, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to do so you don't have to cut another guy. That's also a problem when you add a tackle. You you have to get rid of some other random, right? So you're actually kind of losing two spots because you're cutting a guy. Because you're not putting him on IR. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. They actually have a couple guys like that right now. That's what's kind of weird about their roster is Telvin Coleman's like that. Uh, Trent Taylor. They, I mean, they have a lot of play, like they're an active list. A lot of times, an active list when you see a, like an NFL sideline, you're like, oh, there's so and so. He's just in street clothes, standing by the coach. Theirs are like in the training room, or, like broken legs, you know, like slings, like Ty- Tyree well, yeah, Kill today. I, you inactive. saw Tyree Kill immediately. Yeah. yeah, he's just there with a sling. You're like, oh, the, that's every guy for the Niners. They're in slings or braces or crutches. That's part of that's that's kind of a slippery slope. You have to be kind of careful. Like they they can only afford to probably do this with one or two more guys. Like they are they're right at the edge of the cliff right now of pushing this up against the envelope. You know what I'm saying? Of just you oh. mean another guy gets hurt? Yeah, but not like IRing them because when you IR that opens up a spot. They're not opening up any roster spots, so they're just constantly getting rid of guys. Like they to put Jeff Wilson on the team, the Stanford tight end they drafted, they cut him. Now, we won't find out till tomorrow. I doubt he got claimed, but was that uh, Caden Toy, Smith? Toy Lolo? Oh, whenever you cut a guy, what can happen? I mean, you can get claimed. You can lose him, yeah. So, what if I'm 
some shitty ass team like the Jets or the Jaguars, why well, not just claim the guy? If I'm just cutting some other random guy that it's already sucked, right? You mean when it, you're just cycling your roster, just trying guys out? Yeah, especially when you're bad. That's like it's it to me is like if Caden Smith gets claimed, that's not ideal if you're the Niners. You did use a draft pick on that player, right? Right. You know, and part of you had to cut him because you don't have a roster spot because Telvin Coleman's injured just on the sideline. And I, I'm not crushing it like they had to do something, and they, they chose for whatever reason that Caden Smith. I'm not even saying Caden Smith's good, but that just means some. You're other just saying you're doesn't. backing yourself into a corner. Yeah, and it's it's Painting just hard. It, it, you actually kind of get screwed when you get ACLs are easy, right? Or you know torn labrums. I just IR them, and I get the my unknown spot is back. the one that makes it really difficult. I actually think they're being kind of bullish. Like he broke his leg, and you just think he's going to come back and like. End of October. Uh, micro fra- Mike, what do they say? A, not a micro fracture. What do they call it? A hairline, hairline fracture? fracture. So it does sound actually pretty. It's just like oh, it's like a hangnail. Yeah. Doesn't a hairline fracture not sound that bad? Yeah. It does. When you say hairline, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like when bad. I and say compound. Why, does that sound bad? That's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're probably seeing bone. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, before we get to the Raiders, John, let's tell the people about Seat Geek. Somebody hit us up actually showing us the tickets they bought for a Raider game later in the year. Uh, if you're going to a game, if you're going to a concert, if you're going to a thing, and the tickets are on SeatGeek, they're on other places. Uh, you can get them other places too, but you want to get them at SeatGeek because SeatGeek makes it so easy to make sure that you're getting the best value that you can get. We've been using SeatGeek for years. It's what I use to get tickets because I can just look for the big green dots, know where the values are, stay away from the little red dots. Those are the bad values. It's it's really as easy as it gets. Yep, knew some people that uh, that used it for the Oklahoma UCLA game. Place was loaded with red. Uh, you were just at the Colorado game. I would imagine a lot of Air Force people were there. Yeah, you, you know, you just it's the the ability to search the stadium or the venue you're going to on your phone is it's incredibly easy. I mean, once you use it, and you're like, I can picture every seat, and I get the price, and I get the deal. It just doesn't get any easier. And when you use our promo code Ham Guy. You're getting ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. And all you got to do is download the app. It doesn't get any easier. And then promo code Ham, ten dollars off your first purchase. How do you beat that? That's right, you can't beat it. I've got it on my phone. John's got it on his phone. By far the fastest, easiest way to find tickets for games: Niners, Raiders, Giants. Warriors are coming up here soon. Uh, A's home, A's. A's home playoff game. That's right, baby. Uh, you want to go? You want to go to that? Yeah, uh, it's always easy. It's always great. Ten bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Use the promo code HAM. Share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. Uh, all right, the Raiders. Last game on the dirt, John. That was the last game on the dirt. I love you know the. That? I love a couple of people who wrote. Well, you know, just unless something goes wrong, it's like, well, we'll see. Unless they're back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna miss the dirt guy. I'm gonna miss. The I dirt. will not. I, I, I did. Someone. A couple weeks ago, a former player, like a pretty famous player, I think we said this on the podcast, like use the way to describe it. If you just, if anyone wanted, knows what it feels like to get tackled in the dirt, just go outside, run full speed on the concrete, and then leap and belly flop on the ground. <laughs> I mean, he, he, it sounds like he's kidding, but I don't know if he necessarily is. It probably hurts a lot. And just, the, also, dif- just the difference of rolling, like the difference of catching a ball like right on the grass and then rolling out of the dirt has to be like a jolt. 
Also, you probably just you have so much less body control. Like I'm watching guys today trying to get to this, trying to cut up field, but it's not even worth it. You just go out of bounds because you can't really cut. That's why I think Andy Reid's passing game. So we're just going to avoid it at all costs. We're just going to go, go over the dirt. Just go genius over the dirt. <laughs> I mean, I it's before we just. I mean, the, to me, the only thing to say when you're first going to talk about this game, I have never ever in my life in the NFL. Seen a seen like a four or five series stretch of that many bombs. I mean, consistent bombs that are working, even ones that are called back. It was just go routes and go routes on go routes on post routes on flag routes that the ball is at minimum guy on each main pass flying what like forty yards in the air minimum forty yards and just beautifuls yeah. hitting guys in stride with the Raiders DB. It's not like no one's in the vicinity. Like there there guys was one stride for stride. Yeah, there was one, but even the one that Kelsey caught down the sideline with with Carl Joseph, like running right behind him. There's nothing he can do. There was another one with Marcel Hardman in the back of the end zone. It was like, God damn. I know they were comparing. They brought up Nance brought up Steph Curry, and then Boomer brought up Steph Curry. To me, it was more baseball. Like when you don't get a pitcher out of a game, and they just keep it. You just like keep hitting home runs to me it was yeah, just home be, run after, home like run. you said it'd the word home run. run it felt more baseball to me where you leave a pitcher in the game and they just keep they can't get off the mound um and then they didn't the crazy thing was wasn't that a chiefs record for points in a quarter 28 they didn't score the raiders scored 10 points in the first quarter had the lead yeah Chiefs scored 28 in the first in the second quarter everyone went in at halftime and basically agreed like let's just get out of here Except for Andy, who kept throwing the football. Yeah, I think he um, was a little greedy. Like, he thought that he could, like, sniff 50. Is, he, is there some scoring record that he's shooting for? There were six down? minutes left in the game, John. <laughs> we need 22 more points. I, even Raider fans on my timeline, the only takeaway, but even if you hate the Chiefs, you do have to be, because he is pretty likable, he is just a remarkably entertaining professional athlete. Like, that's... That's everything you root for to get to. Like, when you want stars, like LeBron, early on, you're like, I'm hoping he can be a star, and then he becomes one. You're like, this is awesome. Trout, or, you know, baseball is a little different, but it, it happens back in the day when a lot of home run, I guess there are home run hitters now, but, like, when steroids were taking over, it was just like, oh, this guy's hitting 50 bombs a year. In football, we anoint guys so fast with quarterback, and we're often, like, let down, and it feels like, yeah. we're like, I yeah. think Carr could be Baby Rogers. And then we're like, ah. <laughs> Let's just can you can you get back to like Alex? <laughs> you know, like right. you say, we went from like is Jimmy a top five quarterback? The Haberman saying like, are we sure that Jimmy can beat peak Alex out? You know, that, that's just kind of where we get fast. I even saw that Jim Nagy, who we've had on before, the Senior Bowl guy, was like, it's so unfair that Trevor Lawrence was anointed like the next Peyton Manning after his freshman season, just because if you watch, he's struggling a little bit. Like it's just hard to live up to those expectations. Yeah, you know, and yeah. this guy. I feel pretty confident, guy. I don't like unless his arm falls off. Like, how is he going to fail? He's he's just got a remarkable skill of just this deep ball accuracy on top of the perfect variables of all these dudes. That I mean, what if you had to guess what the average forty time is of Chiefs players? What would you guess? Flying forties, sub four. <laughs> yeah, game forties. You know, under like, four. Well, like even Travis Kelsey, I think he's like a four, five, eight, four, six guy. He feels like he's running four, four when he's playing, right? He's hauling ass. They, um, I think it's a great point on Mahomes. And I, I, at halftime, I don't know if you saw this, but they go to the CBS studios. And um, Phil Simms says, I think watching him this year and last year, 
I think his I think he's a better passer this year than he was last year. And it felt to me like Phil had act like Phil wasn't just kind of making an offhand comment. Like he's more like in Phil control of really, the offense. Yeah, well, he made it seem like he even thought like just mecha- mechanically he's even more sound, and he's just he's like the way he throws the football. But then there was no follow up because somebody else had to make some point about something else. And I wanted to hear more about what Phil had to say because I, I really I, it felt to me when he said it like he really meant it. He wasn't just like, all right, let me fill my eight seconds here with Mahomes is better. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, whatever that's worth. I'd love to hear. Maybe I'll have to hear Phil with doesn't he do like an hour with Mad Dog every week? Maybe I'll tune into that and see if that comes up. But <laughs> um, it's I know this. It's bad news for the division. Like it's awful news for the division. Doesn't he feel like a little the next bit decade. like? Like second or third year LeBron, where you just go, there ain't another guy quite like this. And there's, I mean, Wentz, this game's about to start. I mean, I think Wentz is the one guy who, when it gets on, looks a little different like Mahomes. Like, truly kind of like Jared Goff, I got news for you. Again, I'm a Jared Goff guy. It doesn't look different when he's doing it. It's like, oh, he's a good player, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, even like Deshaun Watson, who I think is a tad bit overhyped at this point, good player. But I think people talk about him like he's. I don't even know. Just a superstar. Again, good player. Like you, you have, people don't. I think struggle with the good NFL quarterbacks. Like complete some sweet plays. <laughs> They're also going to make some shitty plays. Like Mahomes and when when Wentz gets on, like the level Brady's at, they are like they don't fuck up. And then they're like Mahomes' high end is just it's Farvian. I mean, I, I got yeah. a text. I got a text today. It was like. Serious question. Better arm, Marino or Mahomes? I'm like, well, I was a little young, peak Marino, but YouTube feels like they're pretty close. I still might give Marino the velocity nudge. Where would you stand on that just off the YouTube scouting of the Super Bowl? Feels like Marino's uh, just high-end fastball. Might have been like a mile an hour faster. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll lean Marino, too. I feel like when Marino throws the ball, the ball is smaller. Yeah. Well, but he, Mahomes does the same stuff. But just Marino, Marino's control bigger. control the ball. Marino's bigger. Yeah, and it's... But that's what I mean. I, I don't mean like – I just mean the way it comes out of his hand. It just looks like it's just getting – but Mahomes is the same thing. I, I think it's rare when you have a young player and you say if – you, if you said, um, okay, you could start your team, your franchise with one player, who would you take? And usually the first reply is what? Well, is it for one season? Do I have to consider age? Right? That, like, that's the first thing. Well, because Brady is the great, like, kind of outlier in that argument. Sure, for sure. But I, I think right now you would get a lot of people that don't even ask that question just say Mahomes. Yeah, like, no one would crush you for even taking Mahomes over Brady. That's what I mean. You would just start. It's like, right now, I'm so confident Mahomes. I'll just take him, and you can tell me later if I've got him for 10 years or one. Well, I'm just taking him. If you flip the two quarterbacks. Chiefs would still be good. I think Andy would get a lot out of Derek, clearly, and he would he could succeed in this. But they would not be as good. <laughs> you know? Like there would be a major drop off. And I'm pretty sure the Raiders would be a lot better. Like he's just you just watch the two guys and we're just a pro Derek show. That guy's on a completely different universe than Derek. And part of it, yeah, you know, and- his teammates or his play call whatever, but he's just I saw him do a couple things today that you see Derek do like once a season. And I think most people tell you Mahomes doing this every week. Yeah. And just the way now, I, in which he pushes it. As it relates to the Raiders, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the Chiefs here. A couple takeaways for me. You know, I mean, we talked if, if they could play well in this game, would we start thinking about them like a playoff team? I think clearly that conversation is premature. Pump the brakes. Uh, yeah, pump the brakes. But I did come out thinking like, okay, I still feel good that – I, the Derek we saw week one, that we can still get close to that week to week to week. Because um, I thought, he, again today, I, th- I thought he still looked confident. I mean, 
obviously they didn't score after the first quarter, made some mistakes. But I, I thought he still just looked confident, decisive, that sort of thing. Two, pre- two pretty kick-in-the-dick uh, picks. The second one, what do you the, – the one on the – what do you make of that one, the second one? You know, I, to the front of the end zone where he just clearly just throws the ball hoping his receiver wins one-on-one. Are you talking about the – Or was that the first one? The one to Tyrell Williams when he checks to the uh, the fade when he realizes the corner is going to blitz. So he and throws Tyrell the fade. thinks it's a run. Yeah. Well, does he think it's a run or does he think he's going back shoulder? Are they just not on the same page? Like that's one know. of those for me yeah. to crush Derek. Like is that a really, really shitty throw? Or is he supposed to, to me, get an inside release? Like – I didn't. I'd have to watch it again. Maybe I. I did not think the two or three times I watched it that it was just a bad throw. I just thought he put it to that spot, thinking his receiver was. I don't know. That, that's I what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad throw. I'm just saying. No, like, no. I know you're not. Derek, when I say saying, a bad throw, like is Derek just off, or is Tyra Williams completely off? That's what we just don't know. Right. I, I'm saying. I think my for my impression of that throw was that he threw it where he wanted to throw it. You could make excuses for Derek's two picks. Right, you you literally like the other one. He threw it to a spot. The guy gets taken out, but you could also go just on the eye test. They look horrendous. I don't know whose fault they are, but I feel like Gruden's on the sideline. And the the second pick, or excuse me, the first pick. Remember, was that when Mahomes had fumbled and they got the ball back and it was twenty eight ten? If they score a touchdown, you're like twenty eight seventeen. It's kind of like midway through the third quarter at that time. You you would be feel you'd have some confidence to you. You're like fuck, we're down eleven points. We got, you know, a little less than a half to go. We're, we've been kind of stopping them on offense the couple drives so far in the second half. That would have yeah. been a big win. That, that's right. To me, that like the second pick, the game was over. Cash money. That pick that's to Terrell Williams, Tyrell Williams, <laughs> uh, 16, is was to me the game. Would you, would you agree with that kind of the game there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I it was a like devastating blow. I would too, but you have to admit, like, you go 28-17, maybe he throws a – you get another fumble. Yeah. You just never know. Weird shit happens. Maybe. I, the I game would have been – there would have been some life to the game. There was no life to the game until Mahomes fumbled, and then they get the ball right there, and you're like, fuck, let's hammer this thing in. And then Derek – he's had some kick-in-the-dick picks against that team, right? He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's had some picks that are just – the, 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 these to me felt tame compared to some of the other ones. Just because I never, after that second quarter, I had no zero belief that they. Well, could okay, win. let's rank Jimmy's pick one, Derek's pick first one, then the second one is how I'd rank them in shitty. Because the, the Terrell Williams, my issue with that is you're on the goal line, you're kind of getting yeah. greedy there. Just right. whatever the hell Gruden called, just run the goddamn play. And I know that Romo was like, look, listen to him. And did you hear the one like early audible? It was like. Mark Davis, Clayton Kershaw, Mark Davis, Clayton Kershaw. Like, they're doing all that shit, having a good time. Like, Mount Davis, In-N-Out Burger. Like, we get it, Derek. You got some fucking audibles, and you and Gruden are geeking out during the week. And all that shit's fun, and Romo's got a little pudge. Just listening to it. Like, this is awesome. Sometimes, when you're just there and you see the score, like, I, I don't feel like just watching Mahomes. Now, granted, when Andy's calling a play, it's kind of like Buster Posey in his prime, like putting down the fingers. You just kind of go with it. So what's Mahomes going to do? Check out of the sweet plays Andy's calling? Because it's not right. like, you know, Andy just called a fullback dive. Andy's calling like fucking all goes. Mahomes like, sweet, you know? <laughs> but I just think that that was a little greedy. And it, it makes sense, though. You, you you go, well, you got one-on-one coverage. Your wide receiver 6'4", and, you know, this guy's Brashad Breeland. Most games he's getting smoked. Brashad Breeland be like, a fucking, the guy threw it right to me. It just that was a killer, and I I don't know exactly who to blame, I but I will put some blame on Derek. Just go with the goddamn call, 
just just fucking run the ball. And if you get stuffed, you still. I think it's that was first down. I mean that was a that was a blow. Like you said, the game was. I don't think they I actually don't think the game was over right there, just because the Chiefs were kind of getting weird. Because it was With almost the, like Mahomes had not, not let his guard down, but he kind of had because he's like this is a joke. Well, they clearly like, they 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 hadn't. How did they? How do you go from that second quarter to not scoring? Because you just guy they kept trying to hit go routes like you wouldn't matter. Well, they, they hit they one only, right to start the third quarter. <laughs> they only run one play. It's guys going deep. I do the Raiders do that? Like here's my other thing. Why don't the Raiders take two or three legit shots a game? Like I mean, not like play action bombs, but just drop back five seven step and just throw something deep. That would be my question so far with Gruden. Like he just doesn't really do that. Now Gruden would say, "Well, beside Terrell Williams, who do I have to do that?" And be like, "Yeah, I kind of got a point." My my other takeaway, John, was just they do. I mean, I I'm not breaking news here to anybody that watches the Raiders, but Jonathan Abram. They do miss him, like I, because you watch him on defense now. You just go, who is out there? Who jumps off the screen? Who jumps off the field to you? Mahomes on defense for the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I mean, I you know who's actually been pleasantly like, you know, this guy's not bad. Is Vontez? Yeah, he just kind of flies around. He throws his body around. He seems to be in a pretty good place mentally. Like I don't really see him fighting or anything. He's just kind of in control of himself. But yeah, their their pass rushers don't. Uh, they're DBs. I, I actually made a note of this, and I was like, I, I think this is a pretty good idea, even though it's not working, is they clearly, when Kelsey wasn't on the line of scrimmage, like when he'll be in the slot or just flex mm-hmm. outside, Conley would follow him. Because they're like, we're not going to have Carl Joseph follow him. And Conley was getting beat, but I was like, what else are you going to do? You know, that's that's to me, right. that's like, okay, they, they're adding a little wrinkle here. I think that's pretty smart. Let's just put our best corner on him. And sometimes you just, fuck, you, you know, you put Clay Thompson on James Harden, he still might get 35. There's nothing you can do, right? How do you cover that guy? Do you know the scariest part about that offense? Hmm. Is their best player is was in a sling on the side, and you would never have known. <laughs> like, how remarkable that guy is with the sling. Like, he is head and shoulders better than everyone else that we just witnessed. And you're watching these guys going, why didn't fucking everyone draft this Hardeman guy? Or uh, <laughs> I mean, was Travis Kelsey that bad of a guy to fall to the third round? Like... No wonder they gave Sammy Watkins sixteen million. He's sweet, right? I was like, watching him going like, "How much didn't didn't they? Was anyone offering Sammy fourteen? <laughs> Sammy Sammy looks good in the Chiefs uniform. Like the only guy to me that doesn't look normal is Shady. It's like the Chiefs uniform looks kind of weird on him. Yeah, because it looks normal on on Damian Williams, who again I used to when I did that thing for Bleacher Report a couple years ago, ranking the players. He was one of my lowest graded running backs. I thought he was terrible. And he's on the Chiefs, and you're like, this guy's really fucking good. <laughs> he catches sweet little wheel routes. He just well, Romo did say, didn't he say Andy might be the best play caller ever, or something along those lines today? Well, I, I think he also said about like that specific route combo. He's like, he runs those more than most people. The little wheel routes to the running backs. Um, I did see like Orlovsky. Yeah, or someone tweeted one of the beaters in a zone situation so like the zone like a match zone this is like football geek stuff is where you're in a zone and a guy's in a spot where if a guy comes in your spot it turns into man this is like crazy Saban Belichick level stuff pattern matching zone matching that turns then into man so you can beat him with you send the guy into that space first and the guy's gonna follow him and then you delay it with the running back coming out of the backfield so that's how those guys get wide open 
that's where these coaches are like just geniuses because they're like, well, look that way if, if we find out they're in that spot. And then if they're not, we have a beater for the other – if they just stay in zone on the other side. That's where these – I mean, playing football on offense is really, really complicated. And defense. That's why, you know, dumb guys – like pattern matching. Imagine that. Like you're the flat guy, but if a guy comes on a certain route, you have to follow. But if he comes on another route, you got to stay. I mean, it, it, but and you have the second guy in the line of scrimmage if he's flexing. You know, it's like fuck. Shit gets complicated. Well, there was fast, at, guy. at one point the the Chiefs That's, shifted, and the Raiders the linebackers start, somebody started doing something, and then they snapped the ball and they get beat. And Romo's like, you can't you can't tell the DBs to change their coverage a second before the snap. I don't know if you caught that, but just to the point of the complication, he's just like R- Romo. Maybe it was on the replay. He said it like you can't. It might have been on that play where the guy got wide open. He's like you can't just change the call for the DBs as the ball's getting snapped and expect them to adjust to it. Like, it's, and that's just a credit to the Chiefs. Well, I just I don't, don't. I don't know what the Raiders. If you can't pass rush Patrick Mahomes, what are you going to do? Because their guys are just going to keep taking off. And one thing's clear. He will never, never hesitate, and it's kind. Of, this is where the Steph Curry, I think, comparison comes in. You know, back in the day, like DeAndre Jordan, what, what am I supposed to do? Check him at half court? Yeah, you kind of have to because he might shoot. And that's Dame Lillard last year against Paul George. Like, am I supposed right. to check him thirty-five feet away from the basket? What well, you kind of do now? Well, right. Mahomes, like when you're a DB, you can't kind of give up on a play like fifty because at any moment he can unleash. And I think he just he kind of got into this rhythm where it felt like he was playing backyard football. And it was these guys are kind of reeling because I'm hitting a couple things over the middle. And that's the other thing. Well, it's like if we just run toward the end zone as a defensive back, you're just going to fucking hit 87 and you're going to keep getting these 20-yard chunks. It's like it's a death by a million cuts. But the problem is at any moment if, I, if I'm like, oh, I stopped the bleeding, you pull out the gun and shoot me right in the head. Yeah, I know. Bazooka. <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, I, I-, I left that game – Actually, not as judgmental on the Raiders, and more I'm, like the the Chiefs' high you. end is just. I, is it fair to say it's a two horse race in the AFC, and everyone else yeah, kind of jumbled the next level? I agree. I I did not come out of that game feeling awful about the Raiders either. I mean, just relative to what happened. Yeah, especially they started fast. They just kind of ran out of gas, and they just got hit by a perfect storm. Well, I and I'd say the other bright spot is though, guy. Remember, like peak Raider shittiness. It would be wide open, guys. It would just be like you know we lost. 35 to 7 and three of the touchdowns were there wasn't a guy in 20 mile 20 yard radius like some of the remember that like shady game or Jamal Charles game you know just different games over the years that yeah. I, I didn't feel like they didn't know what was going on for the most part they just couldn't they were just better and that's sometimes in sports like that guy's just better than you but you're you're running with him you know he's running to go route you're trying to cover him they're just not you know you're fucking chasing Mahomes they're just better that's where I thought, like, I actually left thinking, you know, this team's pretty well coached. I got. I just remembered uh, that I, I had. I got a uh, Chad Brown, who I worked with this weekend on the uh, Colorado Air Force game. I, I watched. I saw you. I, I wondered, like, did he just turn it on, get a highlight, and then watch some other game? But it was actually a good game. And it well, was it was early, a good so game, and it was in a spot in the day, guy, where it was like one of the best games on television. Seriously, it was. I, so I, I recommend this. You yeah. should always fight for that 11 o'clock Pac-12 kickoff. It's much better than the night one because you get lost in the shuffle, guy. Even as a loyal supporter, you'll get lost in my shuffle. I only got a couple TVs, but that. you're there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to watch. Yeah, and, and I did not understand how fun Air Force is until I called one. Like, I don't know if you – I you know, I've watched them before, but to me, like, I didn't realize they're not 
until I started doing prep for them. They're not just like pure triple option. Yeah. Like, yeah, wing T. Exactly. They like. Anyway, so here's the story I heard. So Chad Brown, who was a multi-time All-Pro, not Pro Bowler, All-Pro, All-American National Champion of Colorado. I've never heard of this. But he told me a story about Cliff Branch, the late, great Cliff Branch, who was a Colorado Buffalo. I didn't know that. Apparently, Colorado used to have alumni games. <laughs> Real alumni games with pads. Like what years are we talking? Like early 90s. When they were sweet. Yeah, like into the mid-90s. He says Cliff Branch comes back at like 50 years old or whatever. I mean, yeah, he's probably... Yeah, he was playing. I think he retired in like 78 or 79. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in his like late 40s, maybe like 80, early... Maybe like 84 he retired, actually. I think he's probably in his 40s. Yeah. He said 50. He said maybe 50, but I think he's probably in his 40s. He says he burns us for two 50-yard bombs. He goes in the alumni game. It's alumni versus like players. I don't know how they played this game. I didn't have time to get more details. He says he burned Dion Figures, who would be a first-round pick of the NFL draft the next year, for a touchdown at like 48 years old in, in an pad, alumni In game. pads. In pads. In like a scripted situation with referees and shit. I get, yeah, I, 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 I want more. But to me, it just and then I, I had just been watching Coming to America where they're always arguing about, Joe Lewis, 130. I talked to Frank Sinatra. He told me Joe Lewis, 126 years old. I thought, Cliff Branch... At whatever, retired from the NFL, burning Dion. Fig- you remember Dion Figures, right? Yeah, you see, to me, there are parts where people are like it's way better times now, and for most things, that's true. But whenever I hear a story like that, or remember, like when the East West Shrine Game, like the college guys would play the Pro Bowlers and just shit that if we had the access that we have now, people would love that shit, right? You're just like, there, there's a game, there's a game right now in March. And it's all the dudes in the NFL from the U playing the current players or just something. It's on fucking ESPN two. Like I'll check that out. Right? It's like fucking Reggie Wayne, Ray Lewis. You're just some shit like that. People would be people would love. You know, like fucking so and so came back to, you know, you know Kobe Bryant. They're gonna play a they're gonna play an exhibition game with all like Kobe versus like LeBron and some of these guys. But again, like there are going to be certain players that would still be like Cliff Branch could run, right? That was what he. He's one of the fastest well, yeah, guys he, in NFL history. I think he had a ten-second flat hundred meter in the NCAA championships. Well, when you were calling the game yesterday, again, I, I, I'm telling you, moving forward, you got to. I would eat that spot alive. That is the prime time real estate. Telling me, Pac-12. man, I was home by eleven. Yeah, that is. I mean, I was home by no, not eleven. I was home by like eight. That, that is that is prime time real estate. Uh, you realize why Vern and those guys, there's nothing better than the college day and a you know, college football game. But Alabama has this guy. Like, everyone's been talking about Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. They have this guy called Ruggs, and he's the fastest guy. Is that guy. the video you posted? Yeah, Did you tweet a video? I, I guess he's the fastest guy they think they might have ever had in the program. And I text a buddy that does the SEC. I'm like, what round is this guy going to go in? Like, late first, early second? He's like, well, if John Ross went eight, this guy's way better. So I, I think they got two top ten players. I'm like, is that it? They're like, oh, the other receiver probably be a fringe mid-second rounder. Like, their wide receiver group guy is better than most NFL wide. Like, it's better than the Raiders or 49ers receiver group, at least on paper right now. They have two potential top 10 picks. That guy ran a 4-2-5 in high school. Wow. And there's a there's the there's like seven different uh, replays of that play. And the final one was like the all-22. Three guys from South Carolina, their their safeties and their corners, who I would imagine if you're a DB at South Carolina, at least one of them was like running in the four sub four fours, like hauling ass. 
he separates as he gets to like the 40-yard line from all three of these motherfuckers who are clearly hauling ass. I mean, it's just incredible speed. There's just absolutely incredible. Like I, When I see that guy, I think Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Reid. But then, <laughs> but then I was... Uh, it hit me, guy, because I was like, why? You're just molded on who you are when you're young, right? As a coach, as a broadcaster, whatever. Andy Reid's entire life was shaped by Lavelle Edwards, who was kind of this guy ahead of the curve back in the day at BYU throwing the ball all around when most people weren't really doing that. Just like mm-hmm. watching Leach and and, Hol- and Holgerson, they're just that crew of guys just thinks that whoever molds you when you're really young in your football life, in your broadcast life, in your whatever life you do, just kind of who you are. Like everyone, Andy's just been doing what he fucking learned when he was a college player. And he's like, this is sweet. Why, why wouldn't yeah. I throw the ball? But if, if, right. if Andy had signed... With I remember Pat Hill when they met, Pat Hill tried to sign. He was a coach at Utah. He was trying to get Andy to commit to Utah. If Andy had gone to Utah, who knows if Andy Reid's ever the coach that he is now? Isn't that kind of nuts? That is nuts. Like Lavelle Edwards was really, and you go back, Ty Detmer and Steve Young, they were doing things that no other college teams were doing. Just like Leach and how Mummy and all those guys kind of did in the late nineties, even took it to like the next level. Like they yeah. even like. Lavelle Edwards was just throwing the ball a lot. They went true spread. And it's just this little group of guys then that just become this little crew. It's And it's no different than Kyle. And Gruden actually has a lot of the same philosophies. And, the, and Gruden's brother and Zach Taylor, they're all doing the same shit. They're all just these little minions all around the sport. <laughs> just all with the same philosophical beliefs with their own little twist on it. Right, right. You know? It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we get to some other NFL headlines, Middlecoff, let's just tell the people about Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. When you go to boxofawesome.com, okay, it's boxofawesome.com, you enter the promo code HAM at checkout, you get 20% off your first box. Uh, we've got boxes coming. Oh, we what do. are they? Yep. The boxes are sweet stuff. Yep. To get started, guy, visit boxofawesome.com, answer a few questions that will help you get a feel for the boxes that will be guess, uh, go best with your style. Whether you're in search of the perfect drink, I got a little aging uh, whiskey kit, well-kept mm-hmm. pad, or a jet-setting lifestyle like Haberman, best spoke, uh, best spoke post improves your life one box at a time. Got each box, $50 uh, or less, but it has over $70 worth of value. How do you beat that? Yeah, but uh, uh, boxofawesome.com, I, I think I'm getting the, uh, the duffel bag that uh, i know you got early oh i use it the, i use uh, it all the time process yeah. use it all the time um, and what's easy is you get every month you get an email and the email has the details of what's in the box and then you have five days to change colors and sizes or add extra goods if you're not feeling the stuff that's in the box that month then you just skip it so you don't ever you don't ever end up you're not even returning stuff you don't end up with the stuff you don't want but it's a way to expand the horizons, modify, uh, 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 mature your palate, oh, let's yep. say. Receive so, guy, boxofawesome.com, promo code HAM. Yep, to receive 20, 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com, enter the promo code HAM at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HAM for 20% off your first box. Do it. Uh, all right, you want to rattle back and forth some NFL headlines here? Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's do it, dog. I guess we're we probably obligated to start with um, the game that we both liked. We, we both like the Dolphins to cover this week, John. You want to just, really quick, would you move to Kansas City with me and just cover Mahomes for the next, like, 10 years? Well, we don't have, John, it's 2019. We can do it from here. Yeah, it is true. 
but just we'll just call it the Mahomes podcast because <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I I don't want to miss many Mahomes games moving forward. We just talk Mahomes on every pod. Yeah, then I mean, just yeah. like we just a, like when we were doing radio in San Francisco, who do we talk about all the time? Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, that's a uh, Mahomes is going to get a lot of pub on our podcast. He's a badass. He gets everybody on Monday, no matter where they live, they're going to go to work. They're going to talk about their team. They're going to talk about, did you see Patrick Mahomes? He's amazing. I mean, think of the... Just like the world talking about Steph. I mean, Well, think of the the difference, and Steph's the same deal. A lot of little kids around this area, they're going to realize really fast, like, bro, you're not even good enough to play in high school. How many kids tomorrow on the playground at recess? Like, I'm going to be the quarterback. I'm Mahomes. I'm the quarterback. And they're all trying to be the quarterback. And they're going to figure out fast that most of you guys aren't going to be good enough to be quarterbacks. But not you know, throwing no it, look passes. That's for yeah, damn sure. It, it, it's cool to dream, though. It's cool to dream. Uh, okay, so the Dolphins didn't cover John. No, they didn't. They didn't even get close. No, last time I make that mistake, I'm going to treat them like uh, like they're a college football team moving forward. I, I, I'm a little bothered by one thing with the Patriots is Robert Kraft is going on this kind of leak mission. And he keeps telling Rap Sheet and there's people that if they would have known that Antonio Brown would have been under investigation, they never would have signed him. Like, after the fact, they didn't know. It's like, Robert, shut up, man. It's such bullshit. Whether It's just not true, you know? Because if it was true, you would have, you would force Bill to cut him. I mean, Bill does work for you. So, you guys signed him. You knew he was a pain in the ass. I think Bill immediately, maybe there is some truth, like Bob's mad. It's a bad look for him. That's why Bill probably told Josh, like, hey, let's force him the ball a little bit. And he did. He four catches, 56 yards, and touchdown. But the well, next day was done, basically. Yeah, I mean, they won 43 to nothing. God, the Dolphins stink, guy. I mean, they Well, let me stink. follow up on what you, what you said about Kraft, because to me what's relevant there is not that Robert is leaking. I mean, I, I, that, that take is totally legit. But what is like? What does it really mean? What actually comes of it? If the Patriots aren't willing to cut him, what's going to happen? Now, I did see that. Um, I guess by the time the media was in the locker room, his stuff was already gone and he was already out of there. So no availability for AB today. But what I think matters is like we just saw AB and how he reacts to things that are said about him by his football team. So it, I just wonder like. Robert saying that if you're not going to cut him from the Patriot side, the story is irrelevant. But is there a chance from the AB side the story is not irrelevant? That the Patriots starting to flood out there, that they wouldn't have signed him if they knew this situation. This is the opposite of John Gruden. We stand by him. We want him to have the right helmet. We believe in him. We're, we're here with him. We want to get this fixed. And he's still freaked out. Yeah, this is the, this owner, is the opposite this is the owner of saying that. If, I, if, God, if I would have known about this, he would not be here. Yeah, it's what you're really saying is I don't believe that's that. a good point. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it like that. Yes, that's, so are we setting the stage for him to freak out again? Well, he is meeting with the commissioner this week, so he might not even be around that much longer. I, you know what, I, I was thinking about today. He's meeting Roger and his crew with the girl. Like, how are they equipped to handle these type meetings? Of her saying of like him jerking off on her back. I mean, just like what? How? How's Roger sitting in there? It just kind of hit me. Think of the, the meetings that he's attended over the years of just the comments from people that are true or not that he doesn't know. He's not an investigator. Is he not a lawyer? Uh, yeah, he's a lawyer. But just but being a lawyer doesn't make you – I mean, you're not – Yeah, I don't know. He might do tax law for all I know. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I just – isn't it kind of crazy, though, just the stories he hears in some of these meetings about some of his players that he then kind of gets to say, well, that was true or yeah. not? Yeah. I do think, don't you think a lot of it is, and don't you feel like, I think most people feel this way, 
some are right about it, some are wrong about their ability to do this. But some of it is just I want to sit down with a person, hear their story, and then I'll just have a better feel for what's going on. Or now, again, that might not always be the right way to go but about think, it. But, but God, it I think how difficult like that would be. CYA kind of due diligence. No, I know. Yeah. Now I, I get where you're what, exactly what you said. Why you'd want to do it, but you're just you're sitting down with people that you have zero evidence of their character, good or bad. You just know nothing about, right? Right. You're yeah. coming in pretty blind to these things, even if mm-hmm. you're able to kind of accumulate a lot of information, or even if your security people are able to like print out their life's history, check out their Facebook. You can do all the investigating you want, but how much time does he really have to break all that shit down, right? Right. Yeah. It, no, it I, does kind of feel, point. again, gut feeling, nothing that I've read because no one's really talking about it. No one knows that he's going to get suspended over this. Doesn't it feel you like think it? so? I don't know. Well, I don't know why I feel like that, but I just do. I don't. I feel the opposite of that. But I. But I think a lot of people that think he's going to get suspended, it, like me, factor in like the league gave a shit what he did to the Raiders, and they don't. Well, I also like the reason I I reacted that way is like there's not a legal element to this, right? This is entirely a civil element. This is entirely a civil situation. Am I right about that? Yes. But again, she's so, still suing him for sexual. But somebody, didn't somebody write? To, you know, I know. But didn't somebody write today that the reason we're here is because they had been going through mediation for months, and then there was a deadline that AB had to sign the uh, agreement of the amount of money they would pay, he would pay, and he and he refused to sign it. Oh, that because some people were tweeting at me like this. You do understand this is all over a payment deal, so maybe she. Th- started that's what asking. I read. That this oh, has been yeah. that, that this has been going on for months. And and she started asking for a lot more money. He's like, I'm not paying you that. I, that I don't know. I if that's the case, I didn't read that. That like the amount changed or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it just came time that he was going to sign it and was like, f this. I don't know. But he just didn't sign it. Well, clearly, yeah, I, clearly. I mean, that's and that's why she went through with it. So yeah, I, mean, I just that makes it a little complicated. So you don't think he's going to get suspended? You think it's going to go away? That's my that's my first reaction is. If nothing happens, it feels pretty clear like he's going to be a Patriot because he's... Does Robert Kraft want him suspended, though? Does he want out? That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm saying. you could be it, right. It, Do the Patriots tell the league to suspend him? Yeah. I'm just... Like, is, like Robert, Robert, little, your messes. is Robert a little mad at Bill? You know, I don't know. It just... Something feels off about this with the constant of rap sheet because when you do that, you know if you're in, like you're pissing off Bill a little bit. And I think Rapshi made kind of cut his teeth. He covered the Patriots for a while. I think he has a good relationship with Belichick. I just, you just make it harder. Because like you said, this gets back to Antonio. He gets pissed. It's just clear how goddamn good he is. Like, it really is unfair. Like, to me, I thought the Chiefs were the favorite. But then you watch them. Like, if they're going to have A.B., Antonio Brown, and Josh Gordon, and their running backs against even this Chiefs team, I'm because the, we know the Patriots defense is so good this year, I'm gonna, I'd am gonna take the Patriots right now but that's Antonio Brown is a huge addition to him for all the fluff and all the BS and all I think we've forgotten just like this guy is best in the business yeah I just look it's been a, it's been a week and a half two weeks and um they got a long way to go well he they got a long way to go he's got a long way to go can he, he's got a long way yeah. to go <laughs> they they don't have a long way to go because they know what they're doing the pay, like they're good <laughs> with him or without him guy they just right. won a game 43 to nothing and I don't think they tried that hard, the majority of it. Like, I watched some clips. Like, I was coming in and out on the red zone. 
Yeah. And I mean, they were, you know, just running the normal plays, but I don't think it was like they weren't trying to win the game 43 to nothing. They did, I think, multiple pick sixes. I, I, I just saw one of them that was horrendous. Maybe it was just, no, it was two. One, it's, one, it's one might have been a, a fumble. No, they're picks. Jamie Collins had two picks. Gilmore had one and McCourty. I mean, they had four picks today. I'm. I would you imagine over the Belichick Brady era, if the Patriots pick you off four times, you lose one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. What else? You're, you. you, you pick uh, a did you see some of the Cousins throws today? I did. I just saw the touchdown to uh, Diggs. Well, that that was sweet. But his pick in the in the back of the end zone when because they're getting their ass kicked right up twenty one to nothing. Right. And I get a text from a buddy in the league like. I don't think people quite give this guy enough respect just because he's been out of sight, out of mind for a while. But Mike Pettin is clearly like on top of his shit right now. The Packers defense is by far the best defense they've had over this Rodgers era. And they're kicking the crap out of him. Then the Vikings start coming back. And Cousins, guy, he had like a couple Jimmy throws. But Jimmy, we're still, I think, if you're bullish on Jimmy, hoping like, you know, he's young. He hasn't even started 16 crew games. He's going to be able to work it out. And that might be true, right? Cousins now has been starting how many games in his career? He's been like a seven-year starter. And this is his second year with this team, and he's doing bonehead shit, guy. Like, I, I, I'd I, have to go back and watch the complete game, but the pick he threw in the back, I mean, to lose this game two picks from Cousins, because this is what Kyle, a guy like Kyle would say. We might not win it, but we might lose it. We might win it. But when you throw a pick in that situation late in the game, we're automatically going to lose. Yeah, so if our you, margins are too thin for you to cost us the game. Yeah, so you turn it over, it's a wrap. And, like, we're past the point whether he's worth the money or not worth the money. He He's worth what he got. Like, it's just what he's worth. It's what he's making, right? It was a it was a unique circumstance. But he's not that level of player. Like, if you gave the opportunity every team needed a quarterback, there would be a handful. Like, had the money, needed the quarterback, I think a handful would just pass. Do you agree with that? Like, just, yeah, he was not... We'll just find something different. Would the Broncos pass? At ni- would the Bears pass? At $90 million. The Bears probably would not pass. But Kyle wouldn't pass. I'm not saying – I'm saying a lot of people would take him, but I think a lot of coaches, like, would Belichick like him? Would Doug Peterson like him? Would Andy Reid like him? No. Like, Bill O'Brien might like him. You know. Would Sean McVay like him? Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I just – I don't know, man. I it just I, I don't. I've never blamed the guy for signing the fucking check. I mean, you'd be crazy not to. I mean, it was hell. He turned down money, right? He could have gone to the Jets, but I think the pressure that he put on himself when he went with the Vikings, it was these guys are good. Like if he was with to the, me, he just, I, is this about pressure? Or is this just about he is what he is? Well, yeah. How but often it is, but do it teams is about let the pressure guys guy walk. because they have a Super Bowl level roster? No, I know, but I'm just saying like. Is that what this is, or is this just he is what he like? How many teams like quarterbacks walk away? But I think, just, the, or, or the at least don't really the, want to sign Redskins. I know, but it's Jay Groot. Yeah, it's true. It is the Redskins. It's Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder. Yeah, they're 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 pretty nuts. How about uh, they actually the one that's crazy pretty well today for a minute? How about the Colts? So the Colts win a game by two. They beat the Titans by two. Yeah. Vinatieri misses two extra points. He's forty-seven years old. I didn't realize. I, I didn't realize that old. That's forty-seven. When did forty-seven? He, he just recently turned forty-seven. 
Did you that I did don't you know. know he was that old before you heard that or read that? Because if you, no, if no, you would have asked, the, like, how old is Adam Vinatieri? You would have said 44, 43, right? Yeah, I, I would have gone maybe like a year old. Or well, a okay, he turns, so whoever said it on TV is incorrect. He turns 47 in December. He's 46 currently. I don't think I would have gone. You know, it's hard to do this. Like, what would I have said? I, I'm pretty confident I would not have gone with a number over 45. You, th- you I, think you would have? Yeah, I would have said 43 or 44. Yeah. I would not have said 47 45. Is I probably yeah, it's old. I probably if I thought 44 I probably wouldn't I would have been like nah 42 43. You agree even 46 is just that's really really old. To me 45 and up is like okay <laughs> you are 45. <laughs> um so then he made a comment afterwards how the you'll be hearing from yeah you're going to see me tomorrow as if maybe he's retiring. Well, I, I, I think you got to say the exact way he said it. He's like hey Adam can we get a comment? And he's like I'm not talking. He's like, well, we don't see you tomorrow. And he said, you'll see me tomorrow, is what he told yeah. the reporter. So then I saw McAfee tweeted, I've reached out. He hasn't texted me back. But it doesn't sound good. <laughs> you know? I forgot those two played together. I, I'd lo- I'm just, you know what? My interest in this story is really, I'm really interested from him how being old has affected his ability to kick. Like, is his body not the same? Or is he just, oh, like, you know what I mean? Well, because it's not like the ball is just going 15 yards, right, and just flopping. Right. It's still it's up like in the air, needs... still a beautiful-looking ball. It just doesn't go right where it should. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's an interesting story. Here's the other thing. He was great when we interviewed him before the Super well, he, Bowl. He, Remember he's that? a high-level individual. That was, like, five years ago when he was, like, 42. <laughs> that, what do they do, though, guy? You know, I mean, they are, they're a team that probably has to think, we have a chance to make the playoffs. We just now they they do own Tennessee, but who who would be their kicker? Well, I mean, like, is having an old watch Vinatieri better than just taking your chances with randoms? No, not if he's missing. He's missed three extra points now in two weeks. So, you, so no, you, that's, you that's terrible. Yeah, you don't think you can play with him then? No, not if he's no, not unless there's something going on that he's got he needs to heal. Whatever. But if he's missing extra points, you can't. Would you imagine? You like, do you, are you assuming he's going to retire? I you know like do you I, think it maybe hit him in his head like I'm killing my team this sucks I don't want to go out like a scrub I don't know how else to read that quote at least the way it was presented unless he's hurt and he's going to go on IR but I don't well, what if I don't what, know if, what if it hits you if I don't do it they'll do it to me yeah exactly and so it's like I, they're gonna for the betterment of the team slash I just know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to get out before they get me, <laughs> almost. Because why? Yeah, I, w- I wonder if this whole offseason he was thinking about retiring. He's like, no, I got one more, and then realized really quick, I don't. But you're right. But like, not quick enough, I guess. It, it's just that he's missing kicks. Is it, What's his age? He just can't like get his body through far enough to get the draw or the fade on the ball? It, yeah, it's fascinating. See, I, I, I'm actually really interested in that story because I don't quite understand it in that way. Um, You've actually inspired me. I was like, I don't even care. Like, I might be interested to kind of watch the press conference. There might be some interesting answers. Plus, he's like you said, he's just a really high level guy. But I do think this puts the team in a weird spot. Like, it's yeah. guy. It's not easy to just find, True. you know, those guys that are. You know, he's just he's available. That's <laughs> usually a bad thing. Middle of September, <laughs> the guys that right. he's available, right? And because most here's the other thing, there are usually 32 kickers in the league. There aren't any kickers on practice squads, so all the guys not in the league are all available. So you could, I, you could counter it by going, well, the margins are pretty thin. Some guys that are available are actually decent. What happened to the guy who called WFAN last week to get Boomer to get the Jets to help him get into the tryout? Because he came all the way from, home, from his home across the country, didn't know it was a closed tryout, thought it was an open tryout, 
So he called FAN, and I guess boomers get called gays or something. Oh, you said all text gays. That guy, did that guy think it was like the Eagles of the of the lockout <laughs> in the 1981 when they're Vince Papali? Like, yeah, they're having a tryout with professional But you would players. say John Kicker is the one where you're like, let me just show me his YouTube. Like, oh, damn. Okay, let's try him out. It would, but if I'm bringing in, you know, Josh Scobie, I'm just picking like random guys on the street. You know, uh, right, what's right. his name? The Tampa draft to see if he's got anything right. left. Somebody from the women's national soccer yeah, team. Yeah, I'm not just calling uh, Bill the, uh, the mechanic down at fucking uh, Jersey Mike's, you know? That's <laughs> just... Now I, I get that guy if he does kind of wait a second he's a mechanic he's eating at Jersey Mike's well, yeah I didn't I just tried to connect a couple things in that that was, area. It was good because <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're usually a blue collar job but I had to do something that stood out to me you know so right, right. <laughs> you eating a blue collar meal I could go for a Jersey Mike sandwich to be honest with you uh, I'm not gonna lie I'm getting a hamburger after this podcast w- is over where are you gonna go uh, Rome Burger probably that sounds pretty good it's National what Bur- Double Cheeseburger Day are you serious yeah. By the time everyone's listening to this podcast, you missed it. Well, I might go get a double cheeseburger then, too. But, you know, like like holidays, it's like it carries over to the first weekday. So, really, you can make Monday National Double Cheeseburger Day. I, I got another one for you. Of just okay. Now, again, his competition has been pretty shitty. But his start has been pretty hot. And that's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has thrown seven touchdowns, no picks. Wow. And is basically averaging 300 yards a game, and his completion percentage is—I got like a run. His completion percentage is doesn't factor in that. It's probably around 70. percent I mean, he's kicking ass and taking names. And you just see his highlights, you're like, God, this guy's sweet. He is. I was anti him, and same with Josh Allen, who I played on my DraftKings team. I like those two guys, guy. I I, I enjoy like if Josh Allen comes across red zone or Lamar Jackson, I I pay attention. They, they, if I said they, take one right now, who would you take? Would you take Lamar? Yeah, probably. Just because it's high yeah. end. It, it, again, it's you got to put it in context. But you could go: Is this guy better, Michael Vick? Well, you know who they got this week. No, who do they have? Patriots. Almost, almost. Chiefs. Well, actually, not almost. But yeah, the Chiefs. Not their defense. But they play at Kansas City this week. That game's fun. What what time is that game? Bad so boy? ten a.m. CBS. The other CBS games. The the uh, the Raiders run Fox at 10 a.m. So that's that's we got a chance, John. Gotcha. And then we, well, we got are Niners on Fox or are they on CBS? No, Niners are CBS in the afternoon because they got it's weird a home CBS game against the Steelers. Who do like the Chargers play? Chargers do play at 10 a.m. Okay. Uh, where'd that game go? Wait a second. Do they? No, they don't. What kind of Chargers? No, Chargers are afternoon CBS. Who? What, what kind of like cowboy midday action we got in the afternoon or Rams? <laughs> uh, so let's we got see like here. a Rams Seahawks game. I feel like we got one of those coming. Well, the afternoon game. So the afternoon is Seahawks Saints on CBS. Oh, that's a good game. So we're not going to get that because we got Niners on CBS. Okay. Um, your Cowboys are on Fox in the morning. Okay. But again, the Raiders are on Fox. So we're not getting that. So you think there's a chance that we get the the second game in the morning? Well, we either get one of the two Fox afternoon games, Carolina and Arizona. God please. Oh no. my God, Jesus, help us! <laughs> or Giants and Bucks. Oh, no Jesus. chance of seeing that. We're not even going to see that. So it's <laughs> it, it, God isn't, please. Isn't it sometimes based on regions with the doubleheader or no? Did I read that somewhere? Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. So it feels like we might 
get lucky here in the morning. So, yeah, but we might end up with, like, Jets Patriots on CBS in the morning. Oh, I see. I could live with that. We wouldn't get Bengals uh, Bills on CBS. I, I, do feel like we, I, I do feel, though, guy, we get a lot of Chiefs games in a in the second game window. I feel like it over does, the years, doesn't but, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. But this is the first. Yeah, it does feel that way. And so to me, maybe they just know we want to watch Mahomes. You know, I we probably I bet I bet the guy says already. You're probably right. But you, I only know the only way I know is like skipping manually through. It takes me too long. I know. Uh, let me see if I can find him broadcast map anyway it doesn't matter yeah I, it does matter wait <laughs> no it does you're right <laughs> it matters greatly because you one thing you realize like red zone is cool but it's not quite as cool as you think when you don't have as much control over what you're watching because when you're a two tv household and the red zone gets into a spot when the game you're watching like, if you're watching a Niner or a Raider game and they're in the red zone, like, I don't need to see them on the red zone as well. So it's like, just give me other games. So it's out of my control. I actually find myself mad at the red zone channel too often just because, like, I don't want to double watch a game, guys. I'm paying for right, the service right. for to see extra shit that I can't get. So can you please flip it off, 49ers, Bengals? I don't need to see Mozart. Fucking run the ball in from the seven-yard line. I'm already watching that on my other television. Scott Hansen, please. Can you just... Really, I just... What I what I hope for a lot of the times is that the red zone will just play my favorite game that I wish I got the entire time. Like, that one was great. <laughs> until you don't want to watch yeah, it. Until, yeah, until... Yeah, like, I think it's almost... I wish there was another service that had this information. Like, today, it was kind of nice because the red zone in the afternoon usually is not needed. You only need it in the morning. So basically I'm paying $10 a month for three hours. <laughs> you know, just three hours. Right. Because yep. in the afternoon, there's usually only two or three games. And for the most part, we get the two games, right? We get either the Raider or Niner game, plus usually the sweet, you know, national game. Like today it was Saints-Rams. We got Ravens-Chiefs, We got Ravens Chiefs, John, next week. I'm telling you, I, I, I think that for whatever reason, regionally, we get a lot of Chiefs, guy. I know. I it, Maybe just the division thing. Did you watch in Saints Rams? I mean, I was keeping an eye on. I it. did. Yeah, Breeze got hurt and then refused to like take his pads off. That was bizarre. Like I, I felt like after he hit his hand on Aaron Donald's hand, he had a Kobe type moment where it's like, yeah, this guy's not going to do well without football the first like year or so. Well, did you see one of the defensive coaches or all, maybe it was one of the offensive coaches is like signaling something in and like bumps by Drew because it's like, hey Drew, I'm working here. You know, yeah. and Drew, you could tell was just like, you know, and the guy like patted him in the chest, like, "Hey, my bad," and then walked around him. But you, Drew, like, did not react, and then somebody else came and patted him on the shoulder. He didn't react. He's like moving his. You could see like his veins and his biceps and his forearms just, just. You're with bubbling. you're with me. You put that up there with this angry of a star player that's like injured, but he's out. Like nothing you can do, Drew. That I've seen in a while. Any sport yeah, just on the sideline fuming. Felt, felt and like and honestly, like you said, kind of getting in the way. Like, Drew, just fucking part of the, there's a reason these guys go get MRIs and just stay back there. Just stay out of our way. Or if you're injured, just sit in the back. Like, you don't Second get Second half, he came out with his helmet on. The other thing I, I noticed whenever I'd peek up is now, granted, the Rams, it looked like we're flying around. I didn't think Teddy Bridgewater looked that good. I'm going to pull up his box score right now, but he was 17 to 30 for 165 yards. They just their offense looked dramatically different. Now, Breeze was three or five, so he got he got his hand hit, you know, midway through the first quarter. 
there was a point in time where Dree, Breeze is out of the game, hurts his thumb. Then I look up, Aaron Donald's walking to the locker room with the trainer. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, guys are dropping like flies. Now, uh, I, I'll give the Rams something. That's that's pretty impressive, just kind of ass-kicking. Even when Drew goes out, just <clears throat> take over the game. Like they, the, To me, their 2-0 and feels a little different than the Niners 2-0. and Do you agree with that? Like they, I just think they're better 2-0. and Not that the Niners might not still get better. But yeah, I mean, well, they just beat the Saints. Start there, granted... Without Breeze. Yeah, that's a good start, yeah. Without Breeze. Yeah, without Breeze. But but that game, like, they weren't like the Saints, even when Breeze was in the game, it's not like they were lighting them up. I mean, it was, what was it, 3-3 three to three at that yeah, point? 6-3? Right. The Coliseum looks pretty good day game with an NFL. I didn't think it would, but it does. Uh, what's the latest on Roethlisberger? My gut's going to say uh, it's like a baseball injury. Not Tommy John, but something like that. I, I think I bet he's screwed. And as you're listening to this, it's probably just came out that he's day-to-day. He's fine. But the, the thing with Big Ben that you can always, you can never account for is the drama. And, you know, is he hurt? I saw Will Brinson or someone tweeted the, the talk he was having, like, with the trainer or doctor. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm not a lip reader, but this doesn't sound good. And it was just basically Ben telling the guy in a Pittsburgh polo like what he felt, and the guy mm-hmm. just kind of shaking his head and keeps saying no, no, no. Like it just was, like the doctor telling him it like wasn't good news. Whatever he was asking oh, for. Oh, I'm I'm going back to trying to find a Will Brinson here. Yeah, it might, but it might not. I mean, it might have been someone else. He basically threw the ball. Looked like he got like a pinched nerve in his in his hand or his his arm. So if the, if he doesn't play, ooh. The Steelers right now, guy, are 0-2. Like it, Did you see the video of Russell Wilson trying to slide? Yeah. I did think, I, watching Garoppolo with his knee brace, because week one, K.J. Costello, I thought sliding on his brace looked bad. I wonder if Jimmy can't slide on his right leg, or it's just not natural for him to slide on his right. His, so the brace is on his left. That's why he dies But forward. sliding on your brace is, every time you see a guy slide on their brace, they get like stuck and they pop, and it's... You know what I mean? I wonder if he doesn't, if it's not natural for him to slide with his right leg tucked under, and that's why he's not sliding. Because you, I, when guys slide on their brace, it always, it never goes well. How about this? Russell Wilson today was twenty nine to thirty five, three hundred yards. That's a pretty damn good game on the road. Yeah, Pittsburgh. it is. Twenty nine to thirty five, three hundred yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Can you say baller? Can you say Rashad Penny's a bust? Even though actually you average six point two yards a carry, maybe not in that touchdown. I mean, is Mason Rudolph guy coming into Levi Stadium and winning that game? I try to be serious with that, but <laughs> not know much about Mason Rudolph. Just Levi Stadium It's not like some intimidating place. But I, I would say the Will Niners. Brinson's Twitter is good. Who's Will Brinson? The twi- the video no, of Juju getting tackled by his hand. No, he's he's good at Twitter. He's good at Twitter. Where is the Ben? Yes. Oh, J- by the way, Jalen Rand like. They hate Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville. Well, guy, Jalen Ramsey's a pain in the ass. You know, he got mad at, at Doug Marone. He was screaming at him basically because he got smoked and he didn't call a, you know, he didn't challenge a PI. It was so stupid. It was like, Jalen, just shut up. Sit down. It, it, Seattle's 2 0, too. So the Niners, Seattle, and LA are all 2 0. Best division in the league? I mean, it's not bad, guy. Not bad at all. Ugh. <laughs> uh. All right. Anything else? Uh, Let's see what happens in the Sunday night game. Monday night. Another game. I'll give you another box score that was pretty damn good. K- 
Okay. Dak, 26 of 30, 273 touchdowns. Like, how are these guys so accurate now? 26 wow. of 30? Wow. 26 I'll of 30. I'll admit, I did not see any of that game. I don't know if you did, but. Uh, I just saw bits and pieces on, like, the red zone, and they weren't really in it the first half. But he just, he makes some sweet plays in the goal line. I mean, Zeke just 23-111-1. The, the, the Cowboys are just good, guy. Like, they're just watching the Eagles game in the background, win or lose. If Dak has taken a step, you could argue they're every bit they're equal, right? Like, if Dak has gotten better, which I think it's fair to say he has, and he's, you know, he's got... Yeah, I mean, I, the counter would be then if you're going to... if Dak, What if Carson stays healthy and is just MVP-level Carson? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, part of them to be the equal is Dak had to take a big step because what he was yeah. the last couple of years wasn't going to be good enough. So if Dak is not still Carson, but is is much closer than it's been, and Dak's team, I mean, Amari just just an easy four for fifty and a touchdown, right? They got Zeke, they got all these guys. Gallup's a baller. Their defense is awesome, and, and I think the big thing is they have a creative offensive mind because it's not just playing Carson. It's one thing the Eagles have that the Cowboys hadn't had is D- Doug's like got you know he's like Phil Mickelson around the greens, like he's just got some shit that most guys don't, and the Cowboys have always yeah. just been so vanilla. And they got this little genius that, you know, Haberman Middlecoff would have told you to bet the farm on years ago. Well, you know who I'd go hire right now? Kirby. I'd go hire Kirby. If you're the Eagles? No, if I'm like... Oh, the Eagles don't need him, but somebody needs him. I could see Dave Tepper doing something like that next year. He's he, <laughs> Not to be a head coach. I, well, I, I could see Dave Tepper's coaching... Uh, Coaching interview list when he fires everybody with a couple like what, you know, a hedge fund I would, guy. I think he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have some. He interviewed who? I, I you want? Now I don't mean he's gonna. Can hire any him. of it beat? Can any of it beat uh, Paul DePodesta and Sasha Brown though? Well, or the, remember they were gonna interview Condoleezza Rice? Uh, no, I I remember people pretending like that was a thing. Was that the Brown? I told you Doug Doug Marone and Mario Cristobal in a wrestling match. Who you got? Who would Oregon play? Montana. Uh, I'd I'd probably go Doug. Doug's a big dude. He is. Mario's offensive lineman, son of a policeman. Yeah, the, the same guy, just college bro, right? Yeah. Is Mario All right. son of a policeman? Yeah. That's very Philly. Like, who was your dad? Oh, just worked the local local PD. You know, that's very Northeast. I, I feel like it's also kind of Miami too, right? Do you know one that person not? that was like their dad was a cop? Like a legit cop. I don't feel like I knew that many of them. I don't think I knew one. I knew police officers, but I didn't know their children. Like growing yeah. up. It felt like in Philly, like, yeah, my dad's a cop. Dad's a fireman. <laughs> you know? My brother's a cop. Yeah, brother's, uncle's a cop. Yeah, brother's a cop. <laughs> Maybe it's just like all the Boston movies. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you, it's like you get to a point in life, you either you hang a left or right. You're like, you want to be in the mob or you want to be in the police force. You, it's good or evil. You pick one. Right. That was like your only two options in Boston. Or like own a bar. A bartender, exactly. <laughs> and they all, they're all, it's like vertically integrated because then the cops go to the bars and the mobster right. goes there too. They're all around each other. It's like they just, they spend so much time all together. That's why they all kind of know each other. <laughs> they frequent the same places. All for different reasons, but yet all kind of work together in a weird, mysterious way. That'll do it. Go get the burger, guy. All right. All right. Burger time. So, burger time. my bookie promo code ham1, ease.com promo code ham. 
EaseWellness.com promo code ham. Box of Awesome promo code ham. Yo, and uh, yeah, let's keep it. Let's keep an eye on uh, DraftKings as of Sunday night. Um, I mean, I'm on the outside looking in right yeah, now at the uh, winner take all number one spot. Some dude just ran away with it. It's not even fair. I'm also on the outside looking in on uh, the top 100 at the moment. So, okay, adios. May the peace be with you. See you. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.